Hi, everyone. It's Sherry here. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Box, hashtag influencer. I am your host and also the founder of Battlebox, the influencer marketing agency. Today, we are going to talk about fitness. There's a lot of research, research showing that fitness online, on social media, and everything that we're seeing can be more harmful than beneficial to your mental and physical health. And I wanted to bring in three influencers who are certified professional influencers who could talk about the ins and outs and their journeys and give us some inspiration. So thank you for tuning in. We have some great guests and please stay tuned for more. Welcome, ladies. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, just as an aside, I am trying to start with this. I, I train and I'm trying to start figuring out my macros. So if anyone wants to share any wisdom there, you could sprinkle it in throughout this session because I don't think I'm eating <laughs> enough protein and I think I'm eating too many carbs, but that's not here nor there. So thank you for taking the time. Um, we can all use a little bit of help in this area of fitness and wellness. I'm going to start because um, Jen, I, I, I follow you and I'm trying to keep up, but you tell me from the Fit Fork how you got started, what inspired you to launch it? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I was reflecting back and I can't believe I'm getting ready to say that I started the Fit Fork 13 years ago in January. Um, and, uh, short, long backstory. Uh, you know, I, you know, I graduated from college in 19 freaking 88 and, um, started like down a, uh, traditional career path, you know, in advertising and marketing. And then I got a master's degree, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, then detoured to be a stay at home mom and took up like some, you know, freelance writing, right. With all the like, you know, websites were blossoming and stuff was starting to happen with blogs. And I had a client that was always like, um, you need to start a blog. And this one was, you know, like 14 years ago. And I'm like, no, no. I go, you know, I don't have anything new to say. Because even back then, I kind of felt like running and food, which were my passions. Um, I kind of even felt like back then it was like getting saturated. I'm like, I don't have anything new to say. And he's so like funny because people are like, oh, you just started in this. It's such a cool new space. And I'm like, no, it's been happening since 2000. Yeah. Yeah. But Even back then. And I, like I said, I was feeling like I don't have anything new to add, you know. And he's like, Jennifer, I mean, Jen, was that you don't need to, uh, you know, invent brand new, you know, theories. You just need to. Show people your passion and let your personality shine through. And then that is going to be you. And that is going to work for you. And I like put them off for like a year or two. And then finally that, that year, I just decided in January, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I'm not kidding you. Boom. Great things are happening. You know, it didn't become a full-time job for me right away. But um, at the same time, I was juggling being a stay-at-home mom. And it was it was perfect. It was perfect for me because... Um, you know, I got to be in charge of what I did. It was flexible for me as a mom and an athlete. I got to interweave my passions, you know, running, working out, uh, healthy fuel, cooking. I've been cooking since I ate, since I was eight. I got to do all this for my job, you know, and it just, and then the icing on the cake is that I got to share that with other people. So that's how I started it. And that's why I keep it going. And, um, it's really 
really been a nice journey for me. And I, I hope I can keep it going as long as I can. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So you brought up running. I'm going to turn to Jennifer because I can't run. You tell me <laughs> what inspired and why peanut butter with running. Well, my story is very similar to Jen's in that um, I have a background in advertising and marketing and got into blogging before social media was even a thing. I remember sitting in a boardroom and one of our copywriters telling us about this new thing that's coming we needed to pay attention to, and it was Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> me too. Um, I always had coworkers stopping by my office asking for recipes. So I actually started as a food blogger. Um, my original blog was called Bacon and Eggs, and that turned into how do you bake and cook all of these delicious meals and stay fit? And so it was right when healthy living blogs were taking off. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to start another blog because I enjoy blogging um, and it is really not complicated. I love peanut butter. And then running is my first fitness passion. So it was peanut butter runner. And I've kind of been a little limited by that name through the years because I've definitely evolved in that. Like I got really into yoga and yoga is a huge part of my life now for part like there was a time when I was like maybe I need to be peanut butter yogi I don't know but um I kind of blend it all together now and it's just kind of become the the name for everything but not complicated That's, love peanut butter love running it's funny because where you're saying your journey I worked in corporate America too at Weight Watchers and oh, wow. so it was like the brands that we were working with there have to be bloggers who are fitness and recipe that could write on the Weight Watchers site. And that's what we started to do. And that's when I started to do what I do. I'm like, okay, bye. I'm going to do my own thing. But yeah. 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 So see, And then I remember like Facebook and Twitter didn't exist. And it was like, oh my God, there's a new channel that these people can share on. Yes. Do you remember the days when people used to blog like three times a day? Like that was social media. It was blogging like three day. a day. Yeah. But, but it's sad that it's like it's there and people are doing it, but the new people aren't doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Lauren, congratulations. You know, you had a new-ish baby. How old is she? She's 15 months. Oh, my God. I thought it was you were going to say six. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. Well, tell us about yourself, fitness, motherhood. Yeah. So it's so funny. I actually also have a background in advertising and PR. <laughs> um, so we just all share that in common. Um, I started my blog uh, a little over 10 years ago with a fashion focus. I was also working in corporate America, wanting to share my kind of nine to five style. My first time out of college, I was so excited to go buy, you know, a blazer and a pencil skirt. Um, and just over time, I had a coworker mention, start a blog. I didn't really know what that was either. Um, and so when I first started, I was just doing, you know, taking pictures on my lunch break of what I was wearing, affordable things for the kind of young 20 something who just started their first job. And then it's just evolved over the past 10 years into kind of following my own passions and things I'm interested in. Um, the past few years, I've really leaned into the wellness space, but from a perspective of also kind of weaving in like the body confidence um, angle. And especially now that I'm, I guess, a little over a year postpartum, that's been very important for me to kind of understand, you know, how to use wellness and fitness to also love and celebrate my body as it changes every single day. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm leading into currently sharing, you know, ways to live a balanced, healthy lifestyle, but also enjoy the, the yummy things, enjoy the rest, you know, embrace the cellulite and the stretch marks and not really worry about 
you know, trying to make your body smaller, but using fitness and things like that to celebrate your body because it's pretty cool that we can do all these things. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So you brought up so many things and I don't even know where to go, but I did notice because I'm thinking about the crisis among young women and social media. And then I'm thinking about the whole aspect of like you, yourselves. I noticed you've been posting about a challenge that mm-hmm. wasn't really like, you know, you're not going to be lifting weights for 75 minutes every day, but like it's something very different. So tell us about your challenge. Yeah. So like most women, I feel like I've done lots of different diets and detoxes and, you know, weight loss challenges and big in this constant rotation, just even since I was, you know, in college, I remember doing things like that. Um, and there you know, are popular challenges going on now that I think can be great. But for me, they were so triggering to be so limited and structured. And there was such a goal around, you know, weight loss and taking measurements every day or, you know, weighing yourself every day. And so for me, I just wanted to do something to kind of wrap up the year doing something every day for me. Uh, so it just so happened that when I decided to do this, I, it was like October 1st. So it kind of just worked out to be about 90 days. Um, and then especially, you know, as a mom, it's hard to kind of carve out time to do something for yourself. So I just wanted to commit to doing, you know, one kind of balanced, healthy habit a day, whether that was going for a walk, getting in movement, drinking enough water, um, you know, different things like that. And I'm just documenting it to hold myself accountable because it's really easy to say, oh, well, you know, today I'm not going to do this or, you know, whatever it is. So that's kind of where it started. And I've just encouraging people to join me. You can, you don't have to start on a Monday or the first, you can start on a Thursday or the 17th of the month. It doesn't really matter. I think that's a thing. So yeah, I honestly, people like, oh, I have to start on January. I have to start anything I've done very successfully when it came to my health never happened on a Monday or like January 1st. It was yeah. just the time is now and I'm going to do it. And it was Wednesday or yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where I also wanted to share for that reason to catch somebody who's in the middle of whatever. And especially with the holiday season, I think we all tend to feel, you know, guilt or shame or or whatever. We need to burn off or, you know, earn the food that we're eating holiday parties and we're relaxing more. So I don't want to fall into that mindset. So by doing things like this, I feel like I'll feel that more balanced approach to the end of the year. And I don't want to wait until January 1st to put my health first when I can start, you know, today. Right. And so... Feeling good and making yourself feel good makes me think of like running. So Jennifer, I'm going to ask you, like, how do you do it? Like, what is running? What gets you out the door running? Because I need help there. Running is my first fitness love. Like, it's how I fell in love with fitness. And it's what eventually got me into everything else that I'm doing now. So I started running in college as a way to stay in shape after being like a competitive cheerleader in high school. And it's kind of we always had to run a mile to warm up. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to try running. So I ran throughout college and um, it just became for me, what keeps me on the road. I've been running for over 20 years now is, and, and I've been through all the things I've run marathons and now I choose, like, I just choose not to do that for the time and what it does to my body. But I just love to run like three to five miles a few times a week. There's nothing else that clears my mind and, you know, like helps me mentally, emotionally as much as running does. But running also really pushed me in the arenas of injuries and learning that I can't just run, that I also need to strengthen my body and stretch my body. So it's been a huge gift for me because it's led me into 
a yoga practice that got me teaching yoga. I've been teaching yoga for 12 years now. Um, and also I'm a personal trainer and I include strength training into my workouts and my mix now too. And all of that came as a way to support my running, but I discovered these other fitness paths that I love and all of that's become my career now. So running kind of was the start of everything. And, uh, and you do, I guess some of you might, do you, any of you do like virtual training coaching on Zoom? Um, I don't, but I do have an app um, that offers like run training programming and stuff like that. So yeah, awesome. Okay. So my next question is what a day looks like because Jen, yeah, I feel like you're like in fast forward when I look at your Instagram feed and like, it looks like you're working out all day. No. Okay. So a typical day, I saw that question. I had to laugh because these ladies know there is no typical day. And then when you throw the rest of your family into it and everything else, it's like, you have your ideas of what you want to get done and you're just hoping you get half of it done. Um, so my typical day would be, uh, you know, I'll wake up about five or six and then um, I am not a morning exerciser and I'm getting ready to tell you why that's turned out to be a good thing for me. But um, I'm also not an afternoon exerciser. So I, but I wake up early, five or six. I have my coffee. Really early. I know. Well, it used to be earlier, but that, that that's that middle age thing that, this oh week kind of gets weird. So no. So I get up fairly early and um, I do my coffee. I do my emails, you know, the social media engagement. It's respond to comments. I play my Wordle. I do all this. I get myself, you know. Warmed up. Warm. It takes a while. Sometimes it takes a couple hours, you know. <laughs> and then, um, and then, I, then I spend the next couple hours um, in the earlier morning you know, just working on work that needs to be done. Like if I need to write anything, if I need to ed edit any photos, if I need to put together some video, send out pitches, respond to emails, you know, whatever I need to do. Uh, and then um, I kind of like the magic hours kind of, oh, go to the grocery store. I am the lady that's at the grocery store at 6 a.m. to buy. Like if I am doing a recipe, I'm like, I, I love to shop early in the morning and then I'm home. So because my magic hours for everything for life are like between 10 and 2 or 3. I feel like um, that's when my body wants to work out. That's when the lighting is good for working out, for uh, for making my recipes and taking the pictures, et cetera. That's, so I try every, all of the content by yourself. Does everyone do all the, my camera's like driving me crazy. Does everyone do all the content themselves? Mm -hmm. I do. That is amazing. Yeah. It is a lot. It's a lot. And um, and so sometimes it doesn't like this is me. I'm, I have learned over the years to let some of my perfectionist stuff go, because sometimes in in uh, my own personal athletic endeavors and in my work, it's just like you can only do so much. And I think people kind of sometimes relate to me better when they see the mess stumbling, the little bit of the mess, the little bit of I didn't really get the run I wanted. I didn't really get perfect food styling I wanted it it hits with them they they relate better to me so so anyway what I'm trying to do my content between 10 and 2ish and then follow up with some stuff and then really um you know my kids are grown now but uh, my husband works at home and honestly I think we'll be retiring in a few years which is an amazing thing to think about but I won't quit the fit for so he's retiring but um 
So, uh, so it's been nice to spend, you know, that time together. And then, um, when our kids are home to really make sure, you know, we're having some downtime, some family that it's not always work because these ladies know too. And you know, that when you work for yourself from oh, home, there is no start or stop. Nothing is defined. I could go. Out like of I said, yeah. I, I only probably get half the things I wanted to get done done a day. I could keep going, you know, if I wanted. And, and I'm just a one woman shop. So there's a, a million things that are left undone that could be done, you know, differently. Uh, but um, it is what it is. And then on the exciting days, I might be out at a client at like a photo shoot or doing something fun and exciting, which I honestly, for my personality, I love that because it's rough sometimes to, you know, it looks so exciting when you look at social media. Oh, look at that race and look or look at that, you know, event. But you're really working at home by yourself almost. And that's why we're starting this speed networking because everything, yeah. like there's millions of influencers just at home and it's really isolating. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So that's my day. <laughs> and I'm usually out like a light 9, 30, 10. That's impressive. You wake up at five or six, going to bed at 10. Well, wow. That's eight yeah. hours. That's seven yeah, I eight guess hours. so. I guess I can never fall asleep at 10 o'clock. I'm like, all right. Scrolling, <laughs> scrolling, scrolling. So I guess I want to ask each one of you, what is like an amazing brand for life? Because you brought up like you love going to do a photo shoot. What is like some of your favorite things to do with brands or what is one memorable that you've done? So I'll go in order of my screen, Jennifer, like anything that comes to mind. Um, I got to do a Father's Day campaign with my dad for Lululemon. That's that awesome. was huge because I'm an um, alumni uh, Lulu ambassador, but this was not related to my local store, but I've just always loved working with them in the fitness space. And I got a paid campaign to work with my dad. I got to get my dad complete head to toe Lulu gear, <laughs> like loves it now too. So that was kind of like a, a dream bucket list collaboration. Yeah, that's awesome. When was that? That was uh, the Father's Day before this last one. Yeah, my parents live down at the my family lives down at the beach, so we brought in a photographer, and I got some really special shots with my dad that I'll always love. So, yeah, totally. Lauren, how are you? Um, so mine, I don't even know if I mean it's still kind of in progress, but I am doing a campaign now with Nordstrom and their activewear line Zella, um, and. We just shot the campaign. The, the photos are supposed to be in store in January. I don't know if that's going to actually happen. So you guys are probably the first people I'm telling this because I'm nervous. But that would probably be the most exciting if that happened. Because I think it was, it's cool to see, you know, someone that has a kind of a postpartum body in an activewear campaign. I'm just excited about it. So I think that was probably my, my top. That is amazing. And are, did they, they flew you somewhere else or they came to you? No. So we shot here. I just had my photographer here and they sent, you know, the, the clothing. And um, yeah, we just shot just some fun activewear and, you know, athleisure lounge and fun kind of body confident shots. And yeah. Oh my God, I can't wait. All right, Jen, favorite, best, most memorable. I know. I've had so many amazing brand experiences that have been so varied. And um, and that's kind of what keeps it exciting is you don't know what's going to be coming around the corner. But one of my most beloved favorite all-time clients forever 
um, has been the National Watermelon Board, watermelon.org. And oh, every wow. year, every year I have like a one year contract with them every year to do like a series of basically whatever I want to do. I mean, they are so they embrace my creativity so much and I get to do some really fun content with watermelon. And then we've also had a lot of like uh, tra in the past, especially before COVID travel um, events. So I think probably my most favorite experience with them was um, I got to go like um, be the the host of the Fit Foodie Run in San Diego. Uh, and so if you've ever that it's now a defunct race, but it was such a fun race that they had all over the country because it was like running in food. And they had great a great expo and all these cooking demos and stuff. So we did some. Uh, uh, we they had a big huge booth that featured a post I had done on um, simple seasonings that will blow your mind with watermelon. And then they had all the little like shaker bottles that you come out and season. And then I did like a demo um, on the stage. And we had the the medals when you uh, finished the race were watermelons. <laughs> and it was just so fun and it was just you know just a different fun experience you know so that would be mine that sounds amazing i saw one of your posts the other day i'm not going to tell you how you we used to in college like do crazy things with watermelons to open them up but anyway yeah. <laughs> that was college so okay so the next thing i want to talk about a little bit about brand safety so lauren you know there's two issues that come up one is like the brand safety and the messaging that goes out do you ever like, how do you make sure that you're writing right about the right products um, and that you're not kind of, you know, like that you're doing the right thing online? Yeah. So it's definitely hard. I try first to only work with brands or products or retailers that I either genuinely use or have had the opportunity to try, especially when it comes to wellness products like a supplement or a protein powder or whatever. And I also only choose things that I would personally buy. Um, so I always try to work that in. If I've never tried it before, I always, you know, offer to try it first and make sure it aligns with the things that I try to follow on a daily basis. And then when I do share, I always preface content and follow up the content and weave it into the messaging that before you make any changes to your workouts or your your what you're eating or supplements to always talk with a doctor. Um, I just think that's so important. I am a certified personal trainer, but I'm also not a doctor. So I can tell you what I do, what works for me, but I think it's important to over communicate that all works for me or any of the ladies on here might not work for our audience. So I try to just be extremely transparent. And if the brand has any issues with that transparency, then I know that that's kind of a red flag. So I don't work with them, but that's, that's how I try to keep it safe and, um, like a positive environment. So I also know it can be triggering, which I think we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, I think this being transparent. And so it leads me to my next question. So Jen, do you get criticism? Do you get people like knocking you? Like, how do you deal with that? Okay. This seems to be like a very timely question for me. And it, I feel like it's two-part. Um, the criticism, I mean, I don't know if you're talking about just the general public. I mean, I feel like my blog and Instagram is super supportive, tight okay. kind of community. Uh, I say TikTok is a whole nother like sport of, I don't understand the sport of 
trolling and like I feel like it's like who can be the first on to say the rudest thing and get them you know I don't know I just don't get it and then last week I kind of noticed like a jump in some of my numbers that I feel like for the most part my growth on everything is really slow and organic and that's fine because I want it to be people that really want to follow me right but um but so I'm like trying to like sleuth around figuring out where it came from and there is a freaking article about me on the daily which is like the it's like the national Enquirer in england i'm like uh and i'm like okay I'm not, and it was like a fitness influencer 56 lashes out at trolls i've never lashed out at trolls for one thing i ignore them because what a waste of energy and uh, but I'm reading the article. The article's perfectly fine. I don't really have anything. They didn't say anything that wasn't true in it. But they, you know, you know how it is. They pull pictures I wouldn't have used, but I posted them. And they put my husband on there. I didn't like that. And then I saw the comments, and there were so many comments. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to read them. I'm not going to read them because I learned a long time ago, you can't let that stuff bother you. I would say for what I glanced at, there was more positive than negative, but people can be so rude and mean and and, and you just have to let it, let it bounce off. I feel like it's just, uh, that's what we've turned into today. And it's kind of really sad. So I kind of let that energy bounce off me um, and just move on. So that's how I handle, I, I don't ever respond to anybody that has me. I feel like I come from a, uh, like from old school, like if did your mother teach you if you can't say anything nice, you know, don't say anything nice at all. I don't. So anyway, then in terms of pressure, um, you know, the only pressure I feel about being a fitness influencer is is um, because I I don't have any feelings of pressure to, to look a certain way or. You know, the getting older part is sometimes harder to deal with. Um, and I feel like sometimes, oh, look, this campaign cuts off at 35. Or, you know, like, hi, I'm not dead yet. You know, I think uh, that is so much changing. Like, we're seeing a massive shift. Yeah. Um, like, pro-age stuff. It's not even just that. It's like, brands are just, like, bucketing it. And, like, they don't even think. Like, and I did a little video on it because now I'm doing videos. but. I did a little video, like every brand, like, oh, we want women, women 35 to 50. Like, what is that? Like, there's massive differences between 44 and 46. Like, get with your demo. And so I, I think that, yes, there is a movement to talk about, you know, menopause and all that. I'm seeing tons of that. But I also think that companies are getting more specific, um, you know, and not excluding it's not all the oh gen z and all that i really do yeah so hopefully that yeah. works always i feel a little bit of pressure with the aging but i'm not going to you know let anybody make me feel bad about it because dang it i'm a badass you, you look amazing you yeah. know it's not how i look i mean i can mm. kick a 25 year old's butt i mean you know i and then that, so that's where i'm going with the, that's where i'm going with the pressure thing for me uh, all these years of doing my fitness stuff, you know, being an elite athlete in my late, I mean, a marathoner in my late twenties, you know, I can't run one mile at that pace that I used to be. At. So I, yeah, I still run, but I mean, I have had to mourn that the pressure has been more 
yeah. me, you know, on. And so over this journey, you know, kind of learning that, you know, it's not a straight line. Uh, things change. Things can be better. Things can be different. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's better or worse. It's just a different journey. So, you know, I started uh, evolving from, you know, marathon runner to uh, I did CrossFit. I found I, had, I was kind of too small to be competitive in CrossFit. I had a super competitive streak. So, oh, look, I'm stronger now. I can do OCR. Then we're doing these hybrid fitness races. It's just this journey that keeps going. And I love how I can be in my mid late fifties and I'm still going pretty strong. And I can, that's one of my things is I really want to show people that you can still do the new goals. You can still try something new. It's not just because maybe you can't run as far or as fast as you used to be able to, or whatever. It's not over. There's still so many good, exciting adventures out there. So I guess we're talking about, you talked and you touched a little bit about something that made me think about trends, like what is trending and what is happening. And there's cozy, I don't know, cardio. I don't even know what that is. It came up in my feed the other day. But Jennifer, I guess I want, what are you seeing that brands are doing? Like, because we talked about, you know, brands are focusing more on, you know, demos that are 45 plus. Are there trends on social or when you're working with brands that you're like, this is what we're seeing? And it could be tactical, like TikTok shop, or it could be more, you know. The biggest trend that I've seen, this is going to be a surprise to no one, over the last couple of years is just the short form video content and just everything needing to be a reel. And when it comes to pressure... A lot of pressure for everything to be so entertaining, you know, like that you're almost having to create like a mini film in the span of 30 seconds that's hits on every point that the brand wants to make, but also you're like educating and entertaining. And I think that that's what I've seen is just a really high bar in regards to video content. Um, as far as content creation goes, and then, I mean, yeah, the, the, I, I don't feel like anything's really changed in trying to drive people to links to click and to shop and affiliates and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think that, um, I think that a lot of us started 13 years ago, 14 years ago when blogging was pretty pictures and it's just evolved so much into, I feel like video content creation. I like the pictures better. Yes. Can I say something? I remember being uh, at a, I don't, it was like a blog her conference, 10 places. Remember that? <laughs> and they were like, um, one of the panelists said, in however many years now, you know, 90% of social media is going to be video. And I just remember thinking, no, like, no. how no. can that be? So I get what Jennifer's saying, and, and that is. It is kind of super stressful, you know? What I'm going to remember about Blogger, what I remember is like this massive McDonald's situation where they serve McDonald's. They had like a, a whole... Did it, does anyone remember that? I, I missed that. No, oh, I didn't. This yeah, that. that was there and that was real. Um, <laughs> I just, I miss the photos. I, I, I think, and I think it's challenging because I think a photo is much easier to reuse. Video is much harder for the brands to reuse. Um, I just, I think that, yeah, the photos are just so multifaceted because you can use them in, in ads, in, you know, newsletters. You can't use a video for everything. So 
It's hard. Um, if you had to go to your younger self, I will start with Lauren first. This is sort of throwing it out there. Yeah. And your younger self says, I'm going to go be a fitness influencer or a health wellness influencer. What advice would you give that younger award? Yeah. Um, so I would just, I'd probably sound like a broken record. Just remind her that she wants to do that. That's great. But to use fitness as a way to to celebrate and appreciate her body more instead of getting trapped in the, you know, using fitness to lose weight or change a part of your body that you don't like. That's something that I wish the younger Lauren knew because this Lauren got it and it, I love it. And it's been great on this side. Um, so that's something that I would definitely tell her and anyone else who might be struggling with that even today. I feel like our study's doing better, but we still can do better. So great. Jennifer, what would you tell your younger self? The advice that I would give my younger self would be that less is more and that I don't have to say yes to every opportunity or go and get every single certification and be every kind of trainer, like just to pay more attention to the things that really light me up and get really good at those things um, versus spreading myself really thin. Awesome. And Jen? Well, I also agree with what the other ladies said about uh, celebrating yourself and where you are today. It's just to enjoy where you are, to celebrate yourself, um, to, I think for me, probably to listen more to my audience, because I feel like in some ways, because I started out early in blogging, it was just a journal about my journey, what I'm doing, you know, how... And I do fall back into that because a lot of it is my journey as an athlete, you know. And so um, I've noticed, though, when I tone it down from, you know, my type A hardcore workout, you know, uh, persona, and I really kind of listen to more what my audience wants. Like, you know, they don't want to lift all the heavy stuff and do all these crazy hard things, but maybe some things that might make their back feel better and their core stronger that's toned down for them. So if I can, I would tell myself to, you know, stop making it so much about me and listen to my audience more and incorporate what they need, you know, so. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to close out with the question that I always ask, and it's name an influencer you love to follow but hate to admit that you do. So there's a lot of them out there. It could be a funny one, a silly one, you name it, but it could be a serious one. So Lauren, you want to go first? This is an honest answer. I really only follow like influencers that I'm friends with just because I found myself comparing a lot. Um, and I definitely don't want to fall into a hate following kind of dynamic. So I, I feel like I don't follow, I follow like, 100 people. So um, I absolutely really love to follow Heather McMahon. I think she's hilarious. So I mean, you know, that's my favorite probably that I, she just did a funny bit about salads. That was very relatable. So awesome. All right. Jan and the Fit Four, because I don't want to get confused. I'm okay. Left to call Uh This was a little bit of a stressful question, um, but so, um, and I can't think of her name is like Tara or something. And I only joined TikTok like a year ago because I said I would never, I'm never joining TikTok. And then, you know, I needed to do it for a job and I'm like, okay. So, but there is an influencer on there, Tara something, and she's the one that goes, and it's, she's food related and she's green screens, other people's videos. And she's the one that always oh. like, Betty's so creative, you know? And so, and she, and then she narrates these 
other TikTokers making these most ridiculous, you know, right. like Cheeto soup or bologna Cheeto lasagna <laughs> or whatever. Work. She near it, and it's she's just hysterical. And then also, I'm always half watching in fear, like, oh my god, what if like a recipe that I made shows up on there someday? Right. Not that I would do Cheetos, but maybe some weird when I occasionally. I try to keep my recipes pretty real, like real food that people would really want to eat. But every once in a while, maybe somebody sends you like a random weird ingredient and you're like, I need to make something with this that's very bizarre. <laughs> and you want to be keen? And I'm like, it's going to show up on that, on her show. But why the gentleman who does that, where he's like just ripping on people who have <laughs> random things. That's why I love this question. Okay, Jennifer, what's name an influencer you love to follow but hate to admit that you do? So I'm in the same camp as Lauren, where I really try to edit my social media and only follow people that light me up or bring me joy or that I feel a connection to. Um, And I, so I don't, and I'm not really into like reality TV culture or Kardashians or any of that kind of stuff. So for you, I, I mostly just follow um, people that either inspire me or that are friends in real life or uh, yeah I'm I'm very boring <laughs> I mean mine would be like Snoopy or I follow some of these kayak crazy people but you know camping extremists but you know it's not bad it's just yeah um well thank you ladies it was so lovely speaking with you and getting to know you more and um hopefully we continue getting to know each other better and if there's anything, we, you know, look forward to staying in touch. And we, you know, we're thankful that you were all able to be here. Yeah, thank you for the thank opportunity. You so much. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Box. Hashtag influencer. That was a lot to take in. And we are so thankful to have had Lauren Elise, Jen from the Peanut Butter Runner, and Jen from the Fit Court join us. If you have any questions for us or our team, please don't hesitate to reach out. You could find us at team at babblebox.com. That's team at babblebox with two X's.com. And please keep listening. Stay tuned. If you have any guests that you'd like to recommend to be on the show or any questions you'd like us to cover, you could always reach out to us. Thanks so much and have a great day.